What is up, everybody, and welcome into the Bat Flip, where we discuss everything baseballs, talking about Tennessee and just another sweep. We got the brooms out, keeping them out. Caleb's got one on his face, so, um, you know, it, it, it's awesome. I'm Landon Raby with me, Dylan Taylor. I mentioned Caleb is in the behind the scenes. He'll be here in and out as well. Um, Tennessee just continues to prove why they're the best team in the country. You know, they don't have to get it done. They don't have to mow everybody down on the mound every single game uh, to win to win games. They're not a one-trick pony. It's not live by the three, die by the three. It's Tennessee's balance. You know, if starting pitching struggling a little bit, hey, we got one of the, the best lineups in the country too. So, you know, I, I think that's what makes them so good is how balanced they are. 12 and 0 in SEC play the first time that's ever happened. Um ever, not just Tennessee ever. Um in any time in any team. So um seven sweeps already this season. I think that ties a program record and uh, we got two months of baseball left. So super excited for that. Let's get into it. If y'all have any questions, drop those in the chat. We'll be happy to get to those. Um Dylan, what did you see from the balls this weekend? Is this the best team of all time? Or on, are they on track? I mean, SEC wise, asked. yeah. How can you how can you deny it at this point? But I mean, I, I honestly, I think this is the most competition we've had all year. I mean, besides the one game at Texas. I mean, ever since SEC play started, I think Missouri was very underrated. If if they wouldn't have done the crap with checking the bat again, I would have really highly respected them. I still do from a playing standpoint, but I mean, it's they. I think they're 18 and 11 now, 18 and 10 after we swept them. And I don't think that record is very, uh, I think you'll see them make some noise for the rest of the year. I mean, they, they look twice as good as Ole Miss did, if I'm being honest now. I mean, maybe that's just a time of the season right now, but I tip my cap to them. Cause I mean, I, I, there wasn't, you could say, I mean, 11 to four, you, you can say that when you got away from them, but I mean, majority of that game, is pretty tight as well, so I hats off to them. But I mean, yeah, it's that, that that's a series where three years ago you maybe win one game with old Tennessee teams, and now it's I mean, even though it was a little bit tighter, it's still a sweep. And I mean, it was clear who the best team on the field was, so just a sign of the times. Yeah, they definitely gave our starting pitching the biggest competition so far. Even Texas, Chase Burns was coasting. Um, and so we kind of had to – he didn't go back out there, and then it kind of got away from Tennessee at that point. But, yeah, starting pitching-wise, I was super impressed with Missouri. I, I think they were a really good baseball team. Now, were they just – I hate to bring up this, but was this their Super Bowl? Or were they, like, just amped up for this game? Um, who knows? But they have some guys that can hit the long ball. I, th- I think some of their starting pitching was pretty good. Um, their bullpen, we, we just made them pay you know, in later innings and stuff like that. But I thought their starting pitching was really, really good. I mean, Friday you had people like the the Negavols even came out. We're like, oh, here we go, going to lose to Missouri. Um, so it, it was it was nice to see Tennessee kind of like be behind for a majority of the game. And then you still come away with an 8-3 to three win on Friday night. Um, kind of not the same deal, but you, you were behind. You weren't. You know, Tennessee's usually the, the aggressor and usually jumps on people early. Well, Friday and Saturday, those Missouri jumped on you quick. Um, and, and so it, it was really nice to see how Tennessee responded. You know, they didn't panic. 
You know, Chase Burns was kind of uncharacteristic, walking some guys, giving up the long ball, and that's what, you know, caused him to come out. It, it wasn't, you know, the the runs in the first inning. It was like after that he started walking people. Um, so it was interesting because last last weekend against Vanderbilt, he had used four pitchers. I think he used seven in um, in Friday night's game. So it was it was just an odd thing, you know, something different that Tennessee faced, and you know they took care of business. I think it was just the first time all year that we've you don't want to say expect. I mean, when you're number one in the country and you're this good, you expect to get everybody's best shot. I think that's the first time this year it's actually happened, though. Mm-hmm. I mean, that the South Carolina, Ole Miss, Vanderbilt, I mean, I I don't think any of them we really got. It's tough to say if we really got their best shot because I, I think we're seeing a down year from each of those teams. I mean, South Carolina is one of the most confusing teams in all of sports. 100%. But uh, Ole Miss and especially – I mean, Vanderbilt just lost to – I mean, Auburn's playing better than – anybody expected them to this year, I think, but just just got worked over by Auburn pretty good. So it's it's tough to know if we if if that was their best shot and we you know they're just not as good this year. But I don't think I don't think that's the case. I think you'll see both teams kind of rebound as the season goes on. But I think that was the cause for a little bit of the anxiety in the first game. But I mean that's personally that's kind of what I expected coming into the year is if you get off to a hot start like that you're you're gonna get everybody's best shot they're they're gonna you're gonna have some career games against you when teams are trying to beat you and it I think that's the first time this year it actually happened and you still come away with the sweep so yep all's all's looking up here it was a fun weekend you finally got some good weather on Sunday thank God um I was there Saturday and Sunday Saturday was fun. Caleb got to go with me, a couple guys. Um, we gave the right fielder, Carlos Pena, hell. I feel bad for the guy. It was so bad that he did not – he was not in the starting lineup on Sunday. Where have the legends been this year? I feel like I've heard no no coverage. At all. Are, so, they, are they there? I mean, you've been there more than I have. So, I haven't really seen much of them in the, in the stadium. You know, I know they've been on the porch a couple times. They actually got the cops, the UTPD caught on them before the game on Saturday. Had to break up their, they had a crawfish boil. So, um, had to, had to break that up. Apparently, they're on um, another fraternity's property while they were doing it. So, you know, they're just trying to get close to the stadium. But yeah, I haven't seen it. It's kind of been like the, the whole stadium. And maybe I'm just in a different seat, or maybe it's just because there's, more people in there than there was back when there was COVID. But it seems like the whole stadium is just heckling. Like, it's not just one section right behind, you know, Ross Kivett last year where, where they're just, you know, giving Trey Morgan and, you know, whoever's on first base crap. It's, uh, it's oh, you, kind of the whole stadium doing it. You could hear it on the broadcast. I don't know if you went back and watched or if, if you could – decipher it from there but all week it's it's like they had the ambient mics turned up to 99 because i mean i think it was the friday night or saturday night game i heard the same old man for at least seven innings and he, well that guy sits right below he, he like stands okay. the entire game he stands right below um where they do the broadcast so yeah you're okay. gonna hear that guy yeah he was clear as day. <laughs> yeah. pretty funny but after a while i'm like man it's yeah. at, at this point the lead's kind of blown open. Like you can you can relax a little bit. But yeah, I just I, I didn't know if the legends were actually there and we just they kind of 
got all the hype last year and now it's just regular occurrence or I didn't I didn't know I didn't know what was going on with them I hadn't heard from from them that much yeah I, I don't know if they've kind of like monitored them a little bit but I, I haven't seen somebody um mullet luge or um you know have, have a well it was cold yeah it was cold this week yeah that's true <laughs> So, or have a funnel, yeah. But hopefully, when it when it starts warming up a little bit, they'll be out and about, and uh, we'll see some shirts off. Um, Caleb took his shirt off when we had a home run on Saturday. So Caleb did a little bit of everything from what it looks like. <laughs> yeah, uh, if you can't tell by his voice, um, he he did. He, he had a he had a, he had a rough time on on Sunday after the fact, but uh, yeah, it was a lot of fun. A lot of fun. Just. Uh, and I'm excited for this weekend. It should be decent weather all weekend, so hopefully you're able to get an even better crowd than you did this weekend. Um, man, the only thing that was really like, I guess, maybe you shouldn't you shouldn't have seen it. And that's Sunday. You have Missouri check Trey Lipscomb's bat in the middle of his at bat. It's like two. It's like a two-two count. That, that can't that can't happen. I, I didn't know that was. I mean, I don't guess there's a specific rule against it, but I, I figured that would be like a thing. Like you, you check it before the at bat or after the at bat. There's, I mean, that, that that seems like too much of a way to communicate with your pitcher if you just distract him by, oh yeah, like check his bat. It's a two-two count. Big pitch coming up here. I I figured there was some kind of rule against that, but yeah, it was, it was like the catcher like said. Hey, ump, this doesn't have a sticker on it. And the ump, like, took Trey's bat from him and, like, twirled it around a little bit. And you come to find out it had the sticker. But, yeah, that's that stuff can't happen. But, hey, it, it seems to motivate Tennessee. So, you know, whatever motivation they need to use, hey, we're all for it. I don't, I don't know why you would ask to check that again unless you're 100% sure. So, I don't. Maybe when you hit eight home runs in a series, maybe people, like – Hey, I just got to make sure, okay? <laughs> I, I guess so. <laughs> um, but it, it seemed like everybody kind of got involved in the lineup this this weekend, you know, one through nine. Jared Dickey was back in the lineup. That was big. You know, he, he doesn't seem 100% with that foot, but he just gives you so much at the plate. So even if he's not healthy, I think you got to play him. You know, he was big on Saturday, had that big hit, that, that scored Lipsius, that got, you know, college baseball – fans around the country kind of riled up about Luke Lipsius doing the bench warmers point on home plate. So yeah, that was big. You know, Christian Scott on Friday was three for four. That was big. Drill Ortega had, had a double. Um, also made a couple plays in the field. Trey Lipscomb, two home runs. Evan Russell, two home runs. Um, we went back to back to back to back on uh that was Friday night, right? Friday night or Saturday night? Saturday night. It was Saturday. It was Saturday. Night. Yeah, because um, we had four home runs, and the fourth one was the the granddaddy. Um, but yeah, I feel like everybody got Luke Lipsius kind of had, you know, almost beat Missouri by himself on by himself on Sunday, and Drew Gilbert had a good game. I mentioned Jordan Beck, Mike Concho, sorry. Had the grand slam. Evan Russell had two home runs in the series. I mean, just top to bottom, everybody crushed it this weekend. 
Yeah, I enjoyed seeing the throwback picture of Jared Dickey post weight loss too. That was a nice little, nice little nugget. He's unrecognizable. I, I did not. I mean, I knew he was a little bit heavier, but he was, he was a tree stump, and now mm-hmm. he's. I mean, he's a professional hitter. I don't know if he was the, the same back then, but I don't think he's lost any power. So more, more, more by not losing any power, more power to you, Jared Dickey. Yeah, yeah. I think uh, Chad kind of told us like. You know, or, or I don't know if Tony Vitello maybe told us um, in, in his media conference, but yeah, like Josh Elon. I think both of those said it. Josh Elander said that he, when he was coming out of high school, he's the best player, best hitter in the state by far. Um, but didn't really know to, where to play him, and you know, just kind of changed his body and um, you know found a position in the outfield. So you know, good good for him. I mean, even if he's not in the outfield right now. He's Tennessee's most consistent hitter. He's—I think I said it last week. He's—he's he's Liam Spence. He mm-hmm. may be an even more consistent Liam Spence, which I, I didn't know was With possible. More power. Yeah, I mean he's—and he's just not to say Liam Spence wasn't because I, I think he was, but Jared Dickey just seems like the type of player that would, if you shot him in the leg, I mean he's—he's he's still going to go out there and he, right. he may be—he may be limping, but yeah, he's—he's going to go two for three with a double and. His jersey's probably going to be a little bit dirty when he leaves. I mean, he's just – he's Mr. Consistent. Yeah, 100%. Uh, let's go kind of game by game and talk about it each day a little bit. So, Friday, two-run shot in the first. You give up. Um, you're down two to nothing. And, um, you know, Chase Burns, I, I mentioned he walked four batters in his outing. He had five strikeouts, but that four batters kind of cost him – um, getting out of that third inning, Will Mabry comes in, gets him out of a jam. Uh, he did that twice this weekend. He was super impressive and been impressive the, the entire season. Will the Thrill, um, one of my favorite nicknames, Will the Thrill. Um, and you, you just pitched a ton of pitchers. You know, it, it seemed like every single inning you're pitching somebody different. I think um, one inning you had Seacrest and um, Camden Sewell kind of, you know, both kind of take on that that same inning but Ben Joyce came in Blade Tidwell Redmond um Kirby you know just a ton of guys you use out of that bullpen and that's something you you haven't seen from Tennessee really use up because they haven't had to um but it, it but it's got to give you so much confidence especially in Chase Burns where you're able to like hey I had a bad I had a bad at it bad outing and we won eight to three like all your pitchers have to have that confidence. Like, hey, our bats are, are going to take care of themselves. We just got to go out there and do our job. And it's even more big with that. That being the first time this year that he's really got roughed up. I, mm-hmm. I thought that was that was massive because now he doesn't. I mean, I'm sure he already knew. I mean, the team was thirty and one at that point. I'm sure he already knew that. You know, he he's going to get some pretty good offensive support. But to actually go out there and hey, you know, I didn't have my stuff today. Only, I mean, didn't get to three innings, and you still, like you said, you still, it's a comfortable win. I mean, you you had to come from behind to do it, but I mean that that the level of confidence that that's got to give him to. I mean, you it, it sucks for Friday night, but I, I hate to say maybe he's even better afterwards after that happened. Now that he knows, like, hey, maybe I can pitches where I was trying to nibble on the corner a little bit. I can bring it in that extra inch or two and get even more strikes out of it. So, I mean, that I'm sure he didn't enjoy it then, especially seeing how competitive he is and hearing how, 
I mean, every start is game seven of the World Series to him. So, but I mean, I, I think in the long run it'll help him because I mean, we we haven't not scored once this year. So I mean, it's yeah. massive. Yeah, and the kid's a pro. Like that, that's not going to happen very often where he's going to walk four batters, give up a couple bombs. Um, so I look for him to bounce back this weekend against Alabama. Um, later on in that game, you you get a huge double from Drill Ortega, tie that thing up. Cortland Lawson comes through with a, the, a big single to uh, take the lead. And then in the eighth inning, Mr. Show, Showtime, Evan Russell come, comes and hits a three-run blast to kind of end that one, step on their throats, if you will. On a really high pitch, too, like up and in. I don't know. It, it looked like he just – it looked like one of those swings where you just kind of fight it off and it left the park. So it was an odd-looking swing. But, yeah, it's – I mean – Guess guess the small part comes in handy sometimes. I, mean, I, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Um, it, it did kind of come in handy when um, because this is the night when Trey Lipscomb in the fifth gets you on the board um with a solo shot. You know, maybe you got some help from the fan, maybe not. There was a hat involved. Um, you know, what what was your kind of thoughts on the the home run there and the review and and kind of all that nonsense? I'll give the morons that say it's you know you know you play in a small part. I'll give you a couple from this weekend. Okay, like you get <laughs> you get you get maybe two out of what eighty eighty one on the year right. or something like that. So I mean that's that's my main takeaway from it. I mean it. We're we're going to keep hitting home runs. Maybe a couple of them were a little bit. I mean I don't, I don't want to say that they're cheap. No home runs ever cheap. That's anybody anybody that ever tells you otherwise. Anytime the ball goes over the fence, like. You won that. You won it fair and square. There's nothing cheap about it. So I, I don't know. I mean, if we got fan support, I mean that just stakes our claim as the best fan base in the country. So if, yeah, and the wind, the wind was was blowing in too. So I mean, that's yeah. a, a normal day. If it was hit on Sunday, that ball's over the porch probably. I mean, I seem to recall last year. I've seen the picture going around where the guy just never touched home plate last year. I, I don't remember who was it. Was it Arkansas? Was it that game or was it in the College World Series? I don't remember. It may have been Texas, but I just remember the play where they play at the yeah. plate. He, ne- he never touched home. So there you go. Payback. We got a right. we got a home run in early April at our well, and we had a, another kind of review in this game where the catcher throws it to the dugout without calling time first, and they they don't reward Tennessee with a run. They don't end up getting a run in that inning. Um, so I don't know if that was a makeup call on Trey Lipscomb's, you know, we're going to review it and see what happens. And they deemed it as a home run, but you know, Tennessee should have had a run either way. That's one of those cases where an umpire just got caught not paying attention and didn't know what to do. Like I, I saw a TikTok, I think it was yesterday of a, a guy leaving second rounding third and just completely just cut through the infield grass because neither umpire is looking over there and scored, scored easily. I mean, it, it's, oh my gosh! It's another stake for you, my claim that you need an umpire up there all the time, just kind of watching everything. Because I mean, that's it's it's too easy to do stuff like that, and there there's too much for umpires to miss, especially when there's only two, like in that situation I saw. But I mean, it's I don't I don't know. I anybody that wants to try to use that as an excuse for why we won or why we're so good is oh, you know, you're getting all the calls. I'd I'd refer them to any Tennessee athletics event for the past. 15 years. <laughs> we just, just got to go back a couple months to the bowl game. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, come on now. Give me a break. Right. 
Um, but Tennessee did end up racking up 16 strikeouts. You know, I mentioned how many uh, pitchers pitched in that game. Ben Joyce had three. Will Mabry had three. Um, Blade Tidwell gave up a few hits, but had three struck out the side in his inning. Um, so, I mean, just a, a dominant performance from that bullpen. And then, you know, Evan Russell just – whenever you, you need a home run, he's going to give it to you. And Jordan back too. I mean, oh. both of them. It, I mean, it seems like they've been in the program for forever, and it seems like they've always done that ever since they started playing. Yeah, it's like 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 you don't necessarily need a home run, but Evan Russell, like you're just like I need a big hit. Evan Russell hits a home run, like the the back to back to back to back. Like he was the third one. You didn't necessarily need a home run. You just want to keep that inning going. Hey, I'm just going to keep it rolling with a home run. You know, no big deal. I call them. It'd be cool if you did plays because it's not. <laughs> it's not. You have to have it right there, but it's like, man, imagine if he hit a grand slam right here and right. Jordan yeah. had a grand slam. It's like, oh, that that works out. That's that's the peak of what I was hoping for, and you got there. So good job. Oh, I, I said right before, and Caleb can tell me if I'm wrong, but I, I remember saying this. Um, I was like, throw him another fastball, and then that next pitch, he threw a fastball. It was kind of low. He kind of golfed it out of here. But when you have power like that, it doesn't matter. And he was sitting on it, too. It, you could tell he was. And then after the game, I think he had the quote that something about, which just tells you how smart they play, is like he noticed that they were going fat. Whenever they went – I think he said whenever they went first pitch breaking ball, they were immediately going back to the fastball next pitch, I think is the, the quote he said. So, he was he knew it was coming. And, I mean, it was, it was obvious because it – Blast. It did not stay inside the park. <laughs> and it wouldn't have stayed in any park. No. Oh, but poor old Lindsey Nelson, you know, it's yeah. The only park our... it might have stayed in is um Fenway. It might have hit the the green monster because I mean it was lined out of Well, here. ground rule double, it would have left a hole in it. So <laughs> Yeah, that's right. Yeah, it would have broken that whole scoreboard in the bottom of the all that. But Saturday, kind of the same situation. Go down 2 nothing. They hit a couple solo shots on, on Dolander. Dolander did kind of find himself, find a rhythm a little bit. And uh, you kind of went back-to-back those first couple innings where th- they took the lead first, we took it back. Um, they took the lead again. And then, you know, Dolander 10Ks in his, I think, seven and a third innings. Um, no walks. I think seven hits. But, uh, I mean, 10 strikeouts. For you to start like that and, and to find yourself, I think that's just super impressive. More of what we've seen all year from him. I mean, I, I think we talked about it last week. Even after even after the couple bombs, it's like he, it's like he just doesn't remember it. He's, next pitch, he just goes back to whatever he wants to do, and he's, he's going to make you hit it. And if you beat him, great, but he, he's not going to go back He's not going to step back on the rubber and let that change how he's going to attack you. He he has a plan and he's not changing it. Right. Yeah, and then so you, they had the lead going into the sixth inning. They load the bases. How do you load the bases when Jordan Beck's on deck? <laughs> like you got to find a way to get an out. You can't let him go up there or or Drew Gilbert too. So I guess I guess it's a lose lose. Like if you pitch around Jordan Beck, even just give them a run. You got a, the Grand Slam King and, and Drew Gilbert comes up next. So, good luck. If you're kind of 
rationing for damage control there, I'd propose two intentional walks and just. Well, then you take, got then you got one runs. of the best hitters in the yeah, in the country. And I, I feel like <laughs> this whole this whole thing with the lineup, you could you could say, well, you know, I'll take the L here. Give me the next guy, and you're like, ah, right, well, let me let me fold again. Give me a new hand, and there's <laughs> yeah. the next guy. So. Yeah, just wave the white flag. I, I yeah. would, I would kind of do like I think the pitcher did Sunday. He wasn't faking an injury, but they came out there like checking him. Oh, dude, I want to went down like old Miss football player. Oh yeah, yeah, I would have, I would ruptured an Achilles or something. <laughs> yeah, I'd make, I'd make a scene. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, and then we tacked on a, you know, his grand slam that was just disgusting. And then he tacked on a few, few more runs. Jared Dickey hits a single. And uh, drives in two runs, including Luke Lipsius and his uh, little doink on home plate. But you got fans riled up, and and I don't get it. Like, you say, like, like people aren't playing. Like, baseball is kind of a pastime where, like, not a lot of kids are playing that anymore. Like, it's it's not as huge as it used to be. And and I think a lot of that is people don't think it's fun. They They get kind of burnt out on it. If you're playing with some emotions, some personality like that, like that makes kids want to play baseball. You know, doing the bitch warmer doink, flipping a bat, you know, dancing with your coach on the on your trot around the bases. You know, that's it's fun. Okay. Why, why does every kid want to play basketball right now and shoot deep threes? It's Steph Curry because mm-hmm. is there is there a player whether you like him or hate him? Is there a player that has more fun when they're playing than Steph Curry Absolutely and just not. makes it makes it look like he's playing? in the backyard somewhere. You go to NFL, Patrick Mahomes. It's a guy that throws from different arm slots, thanks to baseball, but but is able to do things, looks like he's having fun, whether you love him or hate him. It's guys that have fun while they're doing it, and I'll never understand. I mean, b- before this rivalry with Arkansas baseball has really developed over the last couple of years, I never had anything against Arkansas. Thought their fans were, you know, fine. Didn't wasn't pro or negative. I mean, I've always said if, if Tennessee ceased to exist, I'd probably I like Auburn and LSU and Arkansas. Like they're one of the ones that just kind of, yeah, no, no opinion of them really. Mm-hmm. But after seeing their baseball fans and just how every little thing that we do just sends them. I, I know Caleb was talking about it. Just sends them over the wall, insane about how it's disrespecting the game. I, I saw somebody talking about this great game that Babe Ruth and was like listing all these old guys. I'm like, you were like Babe Ruth was drunk half the time. The <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> like you, he had a ton of fun. You understand that, don't you? Like, yeah. I mean, it, I, I just to to make that your argument, and then I get I get what you're going for. You're going with legends of the game, but I mean a lot there's several of those guys back then too that weren't really great human beings either. I mean, that's that's just a crazy argument. How and it's just the the no fun police. It's them times ten. I mean, it's anything that we do that, yeah. and it just it makes me even happier because I'm I'm of the crowd of like I guess being younger that I'm like I want to see. There needs to be more fun. Like there there needs to be more trash talk. If Jordan Beck wants to hit a grand slam and yell at Missouri's dugout, that's fine. If Missouri's pitcher wants to hit him in the ribs next time he comes up, that's fine too. If the two teams want to clear the benches and come out and yell at each other, that should be fine too. Like you need yeah. more fun and you need more controversy. Like it's it's why that's the reason. It's why there's 
I mean, there's blackouts. I can't watch the Braves in in Tennessee. Like it's that kind of stuff that just the MLB from there down and just the older generation that I just don't. I don't. There's no sport that kills itself like baseball does, and it's it's because of that mindset. Yeah, I mean, like there's there's no coincidence why Tennessee is number one. They're having the most fun. Yeah. And that's that's a big part of why this team is so good. They're so close knit, and you know they let their personality show. They're not playing tight. They play loose, and you know we, now we got the talent we're playing loose, and, and we're we're number one. And it's it's not even close. Yeah, and I mean it's just I think it it was either Luke, I think I think it was Luke or Drew that they talk about. You know they were kind of the doormat for a while. I mean they were the team that kind of just laid down and took it like and now they're it's like when you don't keep doing that it's perceived as oh you know you they actually play with fire now well they're disrespectful like I, I don't I haven't seen anything from this team in the last couple of years that I think is disrespectful unless the other team started something like if you want to talk like you, you kind of open the doors then to well just who's the best trash talker then like you, yeah. you can't you can't start talking then complain that you're not as good at trash talking because right. I can I can tell you any Tony Vitello team like they're gonna they're gonna be pretty good at trash talking because he is too <laughs> exactly yeah him coming around the home plate right there after the game and yelling check those effing bats I mean that's legendary yeah build I mean a, we play with wood statue. bats. We play with wood bats tomorrow, so maybe that'll maybe that'll <coughs> quell. We're playing in such a huge part too. So yeah, I know it. It just I, I don't. It's like they they look for every excuse to just discredit. And it, I mean, now it's finally kind of that's why the one Sunday was huge because it's you're the best. You're off to the best start in SEC history. Yeah, and arguably college baseball history. So and, and we yeah. beat. It's not like we just beat the bottom teams in the SEC. We beat Vanderbilt, Ole Miss. Right. Um, you know, I think Missouri is better when I give them credit for it. Absolutely. South Carolina's proven they're pretty good too. So I would like to step in and say Ole Miss and Mississippi State right now are the bottom of the SEC. So let's yeah. Well, let's make sure that's noted. Well, we kind of helped <laughs> Ole Miss get there. I think we broke Ole Miss and Vanderbilt. <laughs> oh, I know. Yeah. I just keep hearing about how great their programs are while they they're oh, holding 100%. up. They're holding up the bottom of the SEC right now. Just those two. Well, if they had a smaller ballpark, they'd be good too. If if your argument is that we were beating up on Iona, who yeah they've lost thirty three games in a row, okay you have an argument. But I mean you're you're twelve no in the SEC. You just beat the most dominant. You swept the most dominant program over. I mean what the past decade close to it. Ole Miss has been. I said it last week. They've kind of been the hot up and coming team the last couple of years. South Carolina's had success over the last few years. Missouri's a better team. They're, they're going to wind up with a better record than a lot of teams that are perceived to be better than them this year. So, I, at this point, I, you, you can't do anything else. If, if, if they want to try to discredit you, you just go out and keep winning. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, if you don't like it, do something about it. Exactly. Come, come and beat us. Um, Sunday, <clears throat> Drew Beam. That man. He finally got him a shirt. We, we finally got him some merch out there. Lo- love to see that. But, man, he's just – he's a pro. And, and first – it gets out of the first inning. You know, that was new to us this, this weekend. Um, got some good weather. But he was just another really good outing from him. Six and a third, six hits, uh, two on runs, seven Ks. 
And, um, you know, Luke Lipsius just took it upon himself to, he's like, I'll just get, the, I'll just get the sweep myself. You know, I'm 35 years old. I, I might as well do something around here. And, um, you know, that first one he hit took him dead center. That was a rocket. And just and then, kept carrying. Yeah. And then the, the next one was even, even a big, uh, it wasn't as far, but it was 109 off the bat. Um, you know, it it was three nothing Luke Lipsius over Missouri at, at one point in the game. I know they they came back and scored a couple runs on us, and um, you know, thanks to Drew Gilbert's double that that scored Jordan Beck, and um, kind of ended up being that the run that that you know won it for us. But you know, it, it was good to see that kind of Tennessee had the lead, they make it tight. You know, how, how do we respond and? You know, we got Will Mabry coming in there, shoving it, getting out of the jam, and then you got Redmond Walsh slamming the door like he always does, his fifth save of the season. So, just another good win. Again, like I, I know Missouri is is going to be probably near the bottom of the SEC, but I, I mean, they showed that they can. They pl- they played us better than Ole Miss, Vanderbilt, and South Carolina did. I, I'm not so I'm not as convinced that they're going to be. I mean, they'll be probably bottom half, but yeah, right. I, I'm not as convinced that they won't. I'll put it this they're, way: they're going to be a thorn in somebody's side. That's for sure. Yeah, in a tournament where it's one game take all, any something like that, or you, you have little margin for error, I wouldn't want to play Missouri again. Uh, more yeah. than I mean, I'd rather play Ole Miss, South Carolina, or Vanderbilt than them, right? Just based off what we've seen the last few weeks. Now in a month maybe that changes but as of right now they're the one team that i'm after the series i'm like yeah i'm kind of glad that one's over yeah josh day that dude's you know i know we hit a lot of balls at him um it, it seemed like we barreled up a lot of baseballs this weekend and a lot of them went right to somebody because <coughs> we didn't have just a ton of strikeouts um so yeah that they they did play pretty well josh day you know i made the joke that that john doe was taken that's how we got josh day but um, he, he was a really good player for them. Um, Luke Mann's another one broke his bat on a home run or it was at the warning track. It was, it probably should have been a home run, but that was the last, last swing in that bat, I guess. The Charlotte transfer, the pitcher, he was, he, he had us off balance too on, was that the Sunday game? Is mm-hmm. that right? Yep. Yeah. He was, he was pretty filthy. Yep. So this, this weekend you get Alabama who, uh, is hot right now. Got a slow start to the year. Slow start in SEC play, but um, they they've won six straight. They they took two or three out of Texas A and M one Saturday and Sunday, won their midweek game, and then swept Ole Miss at Ole Miss, just like Tennessee did. So, you know, they're, they're a team. This these two teams have some history. You know, in Hoover, there was that controversy. You know, when we got uh, called out for breaking up a double play, they said our hand was in the air. Whatever. Um, but we came back and, and run rolled them a couple days later in Hoover, so all is well. Um, but they're four and seven on the road, so you know I don't know how. I know they they won three of those games um, this past weekend, so you know maybe that's nothing, but uh, that is something to look forward to. Um, none of the only three guys on their team have a high a higher batting average than three hundred. Tennessee has like seven, so I thought that was pretty interesting that you know none of them have just like a I think the top guys like 333 like it's not anything that really jumps out at you so 
You know, I, I think they've won a lot of close games. I, I think they're they kind of remind me of Tennessee was back in like 2019, where you know they might not have the talent, but they got they got some dudes. They got some grit. They can run a little bit. That they got you know a guy who has nine home runs on the year, so they have some power. And, uh, you know, they're just going to make it difficult on you and give themselves a chance in late innings. Yeah, I'm trying to remember their third baseman's name from last year. I know he he went to Ravenwood, I believe, close to Murphy's. Zane Denton, yeah. He's got he, nine uh, home runs, doesn't he? Is he the leader? Yeah. I, I hadn't heard how he was doing this year. But, yeah, he's he's a junior now. And I remember last year. I mean, he he was good. Mm-hmm. He's been good since he stepped on campus. But, yeah, he's, he's going to play professionally one day. I, I remember thinking last year that he was a guy that – next year was probably gonna give us some problems but yeah i mean it i don't want to say kind of like south carolina but you you go in one and seven in road games and then you sweep missouri or uh old miss so i mean right. I, that's i don't really know what to make of that i mean was that did old miss reliever talk trash about them too and fire up alabama yeah. maybe maybe that's i mean i thought he had maybe press conferences but <laughs> that's who, who knows i mean that I'd expect a bite from Alabama, so. I don't know if it was this weekend or last weekend, but Mike Bianco, however you say his name, he's, he was the one that didn't get Alabama fired up. I think he uh, maybe put some poured some water on his own pitchers. He, he just straight up said he doesn't have any dudes. So we don't have any dudes. Interesting. I don't know who our starters are. Oh, yeah. But he's locked. Like, the locker room's got to be gone. I, I mean, that that's – you know, you can't you can't be a coach and say that, but I totally agree with that. I mean, their pitching staff was pretty <laughs> subpar, if you ask me. Yeah, I just don't know if the head coach should be throwing that one out. Yeah, I think probably leave, leave that one to the media, brother. The right, <laughs> right. Um, well, let's get into you know big weekend. You know, I'm excited for it. Um, again, it should be good weather. Well, let's get into our MVP real quick. This one's kind of going long too. It just we we got a lot to talk about. We we have the number one team in the country. We have to make the most of our time while we're here. Exactly. Yeah, we got to get all this recorded. You know, keep it, save it for safekeeping. Uh MVP. I was going to kind of make a last minute pick just because I wanted to, I wanted to pick Beam. It's tough because it, it was a total team effort this weekend, right? And Beam's just. I'll go. I'll go Jordan back just okay. just because of the home run, and I loved him yelling at the Missouri dugout just just for that play alone. I'll go Jordan back. Great I mean, bat flip. Great bat flip. He turned and yelled at the Missouri dugout while also turning on a dime back to first base. It didn't trip. I would have tripped in that situation. So shout out to your athleticism, Jordan Beck. Athlete. Athlete. Put five and syllables. I, I feel like I, I haven't given it to him this year yet. I mean, it's just be- not not because he hasn't done anything, but I need to give him one before he's making millions next year. He can yeah. he can use my MVP award in his negotiations with the Boston Red Sox or something like that. So. Yeah, there you go. Hopefully, it's not the Boston Red Sox, but yeah, you get it. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <Wow>. Um, <laughs> um, mine mine's Luke, thirty five year old first baseman. Um, he's four for ten on the weekend. He had that that fantastic slide on Saturday night, two home runs, uh, four walks. I think he was um, – he's one of the leaders in the SEC in on-base percentage. So, you know, finds a way, three RBIs, and all those were on Sunday, um, as well as his two home runs. But, man, that was just a, a solid performance from him. And, you know, when he it's, – it's usually like home run or strikeout 
But every time he gets a, a piece of a ball, it's it's hit hard. And he seems more comfortable against lefties this year, too. I, I feel like that hasn't been – I mean, I haven't looked at the splits. Maybe the stats don't show it. But, I, I mean, just remember last year and years before, it's like if he if he was facing a lefty pitcher, it was like, well, anything where the pitcher is kind of coming across his body, that's probably going to be tough for him to handle. And this year, I, I don't feel like I've seen one where he was just really uncomfortable against the lefty. Gotcha. All right. Well, um, yeah. Yeah, he, I, and he's he's great at first base too. He, he's a yeah. great defender. Um, I think Tony Vitello talked about it. He's like, you know, none of the staff played first base, so you know that that was a an interesting kind of adjustment to you know coach him, you know, and and get him to where he is defensively. But yeah, they've done that, and you know, he's he's a really solid first baseman for them, and uh, yeah, gets that MVP award. Caleb, I'm you sure. want to go MVP? I'm sure Todd Helton gave him a few tips too. Maybe oh, maybe sure. text him a few. Yeah, him and Redmond Walsh. Yeah. <laughs> They're about the same age. Yeah, I think I think they are. <laughs> Caleb, you're breaking up, so I don't know if we're gonna be able to hear you, brother. But guys, that's all we got. Thanks for listening. Uh Caleb goes Drew Beam. Safe pick. When in doubt, go with Drew B. There, there were no wrong picks this week. The dream. Um, guys, thanks for listening. We'll be back next Monday with the bat flip. We'll be back. Me and Caleb will be back on Thursday with more important issues. Um, talking a lot of, of other sports as well as Tennessee baseball because, you know, we're a Tennessee baseball podcast first. Um, guys, thanks again. See you all this weekend. We out.